Hello, everybody. Welcome to our next episode of the Premier Podcast. This is episode four of what we've been doing here lately. And thank you very much for tuning in. Thank you very much for subscribing, those that have followed, and really the support as of late. It does mean a lot that uh, the people that have, you know, participated and reached out and, you know, listened. And thank you very much. It, it truly does mean a lot. But today we do have uh, we do have a new episode. And once again, thank you for those that answered our Instagram poll. Not poll, sorry. Our Instagram questionnaire about your movie hot takes that uh, that will get featured in today's episode. So we thank you very much once again for participating. But without, uh, without any further ado, let's get into what we have set up for you guys. Um, I, unfortunately, was unable to catch this movie recently. Uh, but there is a new film that did release here in the United States. It released in Europe. Right, Ethan? Yeah, released in Europe re- earlier this month and then finally got its U.S. Yeah, release this that's week. That's right, yeah. So they... Uh, um, Makes sense. I believe Formula Racing is a bit bigger deal over there. But um, Gran Turismo came out very recently. And like I said, unfortunately, I wasn't able to catch it. I will later. But Ethan is a responsible moviegoer and was able to catch it. And we just wanted to do a bit of a spoiler-free uh, spoiler-free review uh, for you on that. Yeah, I don't know if being a responsible moviegoer is a good thing or not, or if it's actually irresponsible. <laughs> but I did go see Gran Turismo this week. Um, it was a movie that was not on my list to see this summer, but I ended up becoming one of my favorite movies this summer um for those this spoiler free warning it's basically based on a true story about those who played the video games they're or actually sorry it's not a video game they make that very clear in the movie that's a simulation even though the outside world's trying to tell them it's just a game and so the company that runs the game they actually do a promotion where the best drivers get to compete to actually become a pro race driver and so it kind of follows that story about someone actually being able to become a race driver just from a simulation. Um, but yeah, the movie was was good. I would recommend it. It gave me a lot of similar vibes to Ford versus Ferrari, of course, because it was, you know, a racing movie naturally. But I think I really like racing movies because they really capture, like, someone being alone in their thoughts while they're driving. And I think that just adds so much emotion to movies. I think this movie really captures on of, like, what people are going through. And how it can, like all releases once they reach a certain point in a car. And so that's why I really like this movie. Um, just great emotions from all the characters. I uh, don't want to go too much in depth because most of you probably won't be on your list. And I'd recommend seeing it on streaming if you're not really into the sports movies. But if I had to rank it, I'd probably give it a 75 out of 100. 75? Really? 75 out of 100? Okay. Yeah, it was good. I think it was best movie I've seen since Oppenheimer for sure. Really? Yeah. Okay. Even though I really like TMT and Blue Beetle, I'd say Grant Dreams was a better movie. Rewatchable at all? Yeah, I'd say it's rewatchable. I feel like sports movies are easily rewatchable compared That's true, to yeah. other ones. Like, I do feel like there's a difference between like I liked it and then like I would see it hundred times. Not yeah, this hundred, but like see, like watch it again. Yeah, so. it's just like a good feel good <clears throat> movie, and like if you want to have a good time, and I recommend it. Okay, seventy five out hundred. Now, not to be, I guess devil's advocate here but what is um is there anything you did not enjoy about the movie um one thing i wish they focused on that's a good question actually so this is where i'll get into some spoilers here so if you are planning on seeing the movie cut out now continue to watch the podcast in about five minutes here um but what i didn't like about the movie was that they focused too much on too many relationships for the main character i feel like his girlfriend was kind of just thrown in in the middle they kind of tease it at the beginning but then kind of just throw it in there when the relationship you really care about in the movie is between the dad um and the son because the entire movie like they're going back and forth of whether he should be actually trying to pursue 
This just based off a video game when his dad thinks he should go into soccer and do something that he knows will be successful because that's what his dad's seen. Um, and so I wish they really just dove in only to that one instead of giving some time to his girlfriend. I mean, it's always nice to have that moment but with the girlfriend, but I would say that the dad's relationship was like the best part about the movie and had the most fulfilling impact at the end. The dad and the, dad and the, the, the main character, the driver is supposed to that and like his, or the main character and his girlfriend, you mean? Yeah, like I think the girlfriend, if they had more time to develop her, would have been better, but it felt like it was just kind of thrown in. Would you say this movie is sexist or misogynistic in any way? No, not no. at all. Really? Okay. It <laughs> yeah. sounds like they're just objectifying this female character. I don't like, think hey. she's objectified at no. all. No? No. Okay. You, you don't have to be physically objectified. You can just be like, oh, let's throw a girl in there just because, you know. I mean, like, he really had, like, a girlfriend in real life. Okay. And, like. So, historically accurate. Yeah. Okay. What attention to detail. They gave him a girlfriend. Okay. I just thought the real. I think they needed to bring her up more earlier on if they wanted to build her as a character. Okay. Where they really did that with the dad. And so, I wanted to see more of him with the dad rather than him with her. Because I was like, why do I care about you now? We're already an hour through the movie. So. Okay. I see. Okay. Send it about 100, though. Okay. Well, I, uh, I am surprised you said you liked it as much as you did, as opposed to, like, we, we watch movies a lot anyway, but we have gone to a lot of movies uh, recently. But this is, since Oppenheimer, this is the best one. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Definitely better than Blue Beetle. Um, TMNT, I think, is its own fun way because it's a kid's movie. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, this movie was definitely better than Blue Beetle. Um, I mean, I, I even like Blue Beetle. But I would watch Gran Turismo again over Blue Beetle. Interesting. Okay. Trust Ethan's opinion, everybody. He is a certified movie goer. I've gone to more than one movie in my life. So, yeah. therefore, certified movie watcher. Yeah, dude. That's the thing. Power to the people, right? So, but think, yeah, like I said, I, sorry I didn't reach out. Sorry, excuse me. Sorry I didn't watch it. Um, but I, uh, I'll check it out. Uh, it's hard to beat 4V Ferrari. I'm sure it wasn't trying to beat 4V Ferrari. But just be another interesting story. So yeah, it's just an easier movie to like compare it to. Ford vs Ferrari was way better. Yeah, I think Gran Turismo, but I also think it's just more base material they had to go off of and oh for sure budget yeah. as well. Yeah, but, that no, makes sense. Definitely a good movie. So cool. Well, uh, as far as that goes, that is uh, like I said, Trothy's opinion. I'm a little too harsh. He's a bit more forgiving. So if you like something, if Ethan likes something, it's probably actually a decent movie. So, but. With that being said, I uh, this is um, tell us if you want more news style of things in what we do. I uh, I'm not really into. I know we watch movies. I'm not really into like pop culture. Like this actor was seen with this other actor this weekend at such and such club kind of thing. But I do think it is important to bring up some news. And I did want to bring up the writer strike that is happening now. As as a normal person, it is very easy to look at these Hollywood people and be like. They've never worked a day in their lives. They sit at a desk and they write a script, and that's that. And I think part of me still feels that way. Shame on me. I shouldn't, because these are people with that have a career, that have jobs, that have families and people to provide for, and it's starting to affect them. But I did just want to give everybody a little bit of a rundown on the um, on the writer strike because it is affecting other movies we've been looking forward to. Uh, Dune Part 2 was put off until next year. I don't know if you read that, but... Oh, really? It's not coming out this year still? No. Yeah, oh, it's wow. pushed back out to 2024. And then the same with the, uh, I believe, uh, Beyond the Spider-Verse. Excuse me for all the stutters, but uh, Beyond the Spider-Verse was also affected by this. 
And I know that was a bit of a different thing because I think the animators and a lot of a lot of people have put in work and they just put perhaps too soon of a deadline anyway. But that is, uh, I believe that was also being pushed back and has no release date as of now. Oh yeah, it's delaying all movies in 2024 <clears throat> basically. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see like what next year looks like because there's quite the bill of movies coming out or that were scheduled to come out. But this writer's strike is really like hurting development for those movies so us as the viewers are also punished but i don't think you know i also think from the brief knowledge i know that the writers do deserve more than what they're getting i uh from what i now like i said i am not a premier journalist no pun intended but i based on the limited research i i have done it's kind of interesting where um uh the writers uh, basically, the Writers Guild of America. There's like there's every every stinking job in Hollywood that works on a movie has their own guild and union and kind of thing. But particularly the Writers Guild and now the Actors Guild have been joining them in this strike since basically May. And there's a few issues. One is is like you said, the pay. Writers are often, especially staff writers, like that work on projects and get paid or their pay structures being altered uh, heavily with a lot of streaming services, but the pay is an issue. Um, AI rights for actors is an issue. Um, what the main reasons that they went on strike, one is writers, like I said, don't get paid enough, but the main, you know, without sounding redundant, streaming services have greatly altered how they get paid from what I understand. And it used to be where you would work on a project, you write on a show, write a script or whatever, and you would get a residual from every time that aired, like on whatever network, you know, like like the Friends writers, you know, rolling into the though because Friends never stopped rerunning, even though it's not funny at all. So writers would typically get paid in that fashion per rerun, per time that IP was used, they would get paid. And I now, with a lot of streaming services, you will get basically contracted to work on this for one time. And I even remember Netflix coming under some scrutiny a couple years ago when Squid Game became huge. And the creator was like, I'm, you know, the, do how Netflix works. It's not like I'm, you know, I'm getting a million dollars every every week because it's the most popular show, like not even close on Netflix. He was paid kind of like a one and done kind of thing. And writers, and I think understandably so, were a little upset because it affects their pay drastically. And the when when the guild, for example, the Writers Guild, and then I believe uh, the acronym is SAG-AFRA, but like the the production studios, their own union, their own guild, um, they will they have to meet to basically negotiate pay pay structure benefits things like that. And it initially started because these writers weren't going to start getting residuals from the the streaming services. Uh, the pay increase was apparently not enough that they were expecting and then from there part of these uh this agreement that the production uh, saga for the production guild um excuse me i'm reading the wrong acronym but the uh amptp american movie television producer guild basically they in basically renegotiating with um with the actors guilds is part of that was using an actor's ai likeness basically like they would take the you know like for example to say um Brian Cranston, for example, they would just take Brian Cranston, record him, you know, take his likeness, and then use him, just use the AI recreation of him without actually having him on set. And it wasn't necessarily affecting big name actors, but it would be like side characters, like background characters and things like that. They would just, you know, take your likeness one and then 
be able to throw it in there. And so that has a lot of, a lot of people concern in those professions. And then as well as, you know, getting an AI to write a script is another big concern as well. Uh, obviously AI writing script is not impressive now. That's kind of like, you know, a 10 year old wrote it, but it will, of course it'll get better. And I think that has actors worried. So, um, I know there's a bit of a ramble, but basically those are kind of the issues as to why movies are stuck right now. The movies that are coming out were already written, which is why we're still seeing stuff in theaters. But unless uh, these two parties can kind of come together, then Hollywood's going to be on pause and it's just going to reruns of everything, I suppose. They're going to have to pull up something in the theaters and on the networks and on the streaming services. So, so. Well, yeah, ultimately like hurt theaters too because it's not like re-releases in theaters like make good money for theaters at all it barely even keeps them afloat if that yeah so if that yeah i think this will could potentially have a huge hit on the entertainment business in general if i mean it already has like delays are already happening um there right it's hurting everyone's bottom line but especially the writers and the actors uh, yeah I, big time affecting their bottom line and um and so i uh in any way that was uh uh, a bit of a, a bit of a rant, but it is uh, it is okay to do your own research on topics. And I know it's just movies, but I think movies mean a lot of people. And if there weren't any movies, um, even if you're just a casual moviegoer, I think um, you know I think you'd bum me out if uh, if this really dragged on any longer. So anyway, uh, just want to bring that to everybody's attention. I felt like we were a movie podcast and would be appropriate to address things that are affecting uh, movie production at this time. So. But with that, uh, here's the weakest transition ever. We're going to be moving along uh, into our next segment, um, which is where you guys participated. So thank you. We threw out on our Instagram page, the Premiere Podcast. Go, go ahead and check that and follow it. Uh, your biggest movie hot takes, specifically movies that you think are underrated and movies that you think are overrated. And I don't care who you are. Someone's not impressed by something that made a billion dollars. And someone is deeply offended that their favorite movie Probably goes fifty thousand dollars at the box office. Let us know if you agree. Let us know if you disagree. Let us know if we missed any uh, with these uh, with these hot takes. I know. I know. Lisa, we're we're willing to hear your opinion, but I'm right. You're wrong. That's it. Just kidding. <laughs> no, just kidding. We're open to all no, your no, opinions. No, no, no. This is no. This please, is true. Actually, yeah. Your hot takes probably going to be garbage. I uh, I've read a couple of them. I've read every of them. So if you have a trash opinion, we're going to let you know. By the way, so fair um, warning. Let's start with our with our own first. Let's start with our most underrated movies because I feel like those ones are less controversial than more overrated movies. Um, basically, I feel like when you pick an underrated movie, you're saying I just really like this movie. That's so, no, that very true. Yeah. So, Lee, what is your most underrated movie? Ooh, this is this or one is... that you've been thinking about. Now, maybe not like the most underrated one, but the one that you've been thinking about recently. I would say underrated. Now, this is. And I'm sure there's probably lots of good underrated movie picks out there. For me personally, I feel like a cool movie that I just happened to find because I was bored on the internet one day was it was called Children of Men, and I don't know it. I don't know how well it did it. Like if it made a ton of money when it came out like 15 years ago, but it's uh, it's basically like uh, the story of how mankind's almost doomed because all the women on Earth are they can't give birth. Everyone's sterile, and then randomly some woman gets pregnant. And, you know, the chaos ensues. Everyone's, like, freaking out. Uh, so I thought, interesting premise. A movie that, to me, kept me entertained. I thought it was a really, you know, cool cool concept, well-written movie. 
Uh, I like most of the characters. A movie that I I feel like I'm the only person that knows that one. I've so. never heard of this movie. <laughs> yeah, see, yeah, I. Uh, it sounds a bit like of a very day. interesting topic. But uh, it's uh, it's got Michael Caine in it and a few other. Um, okay. I bet uh, bigger name actors. I believe in the in the British, in the English, scene in the English side of things. But that was my personal underrated movie. It's one I thought that was really cool. That doesn't really get talked about a ton. I think my most underrated movie that at least I didn't hear a big commotion about when it first came out, but that I really enjoyed. Even Rotten Tomatoes, there's a bit of disparity between the uh, critics' review and the audience review. And to me, the audience review was lower, which I was a little surprised about. Now, it's still a good rating, um, but it was First Man uh, with Ryan Gosling playing Neil oh, Armstrong. interesting. Okay. That's one that I feel like a lot of people would enjoy that they just haven't heard of and haven't seen, so... I think a lot of people, like, that would be my recommendation for a movie to go watch. To me, it just really, like, captures a different side of, like, the astronauts that we don't really think of. We usually think, like, man, when they were a kid, they wanted to be an astronaut, you know? Coolest job in the world, but really goes over, like, the the heartache that it has on, like, their family and him as a character. Interesting. Okay. Have you seen it? I have not. I saw, uh, there was one that came out, and I wonder if this is why. The movie came out, I thought, somewhat similar time, uh, Ad Astra. Yeah, it came out somewhat similar. For Brad Pitt, which I did see, and I thought was cool. Uh, but uh, but no, I have not seen The First Man. I thought, and I heard the same thing, it was technically a good movie, just not very well received, uh, which is a bummer, because I, uh, I think space is a cool a cool backdrop. I think it's always, always material you can pull for that, to make a good movie. So, okay. Yeah, they focus so, in this movie, like, really just, like, focusing on Neil. Not as much as like him actually going to space. I mean, that's like. Oh, of that's course, like, I forgot. Premise. It's a biopic. It's about Neil Armstrong. Right? Yeah, to yeah. me, it was like. I mean, I'm not going to compare it to like Oppenheimer as like how great of a movie it is, but to me, it was like similar. Like, the point is to understand the character rather than like what they're actually doing. And like the entire time, he's just grieving over like his daughter that died. And so it's kind of just. I don't know. Cool perspective that I think a lot of people would really enjoy. So for me, that movie's a little underrated. That's cool. Okay. Now I this is just a thought because I I would like to see that movie I haven't yet. Um, I do feel like sometimes movies that get criticized by audiences, but like you know critically acclaimed or whatever nonsense, I feel like they get criticized as like slow. Would you say that was the case for like First Man? Was it kind of like slow pace, not like a ton of like in your face all the time sort of vibe? With I that? I can see that the pacing being definitely a little slow there. I think uh, audiences really struggle with movies that mostly are just talking. There and so I think that's probably why the audience scores were lower, and I think critics eat that up, and so that's why critics usually like rate movies that have low that's action true. very high. Yeah, um, where audiences are usually the opposite. Yeah, there. So, but I think it was really good. So, yeah. but yeah, the pacing, it is mostly talking. So if that's not your type of thing, don't watch. No, yeah, no, no, it's a that's a cool insight. Yeah, where it's like you, you usually critics are like what are you talking about there? You know, the story that they're telling is engaging and audiences get a little bored. And I think it's okay if you're an audience getting a little bored, you know, uh, but not every movie is going to, and I don't think most people expect the Marvel movie every time. Uh, some might, and you're wrong, but some, I think most people are like smart people that go to a movie. And if they wanted to watch a movie, they probably wouldn't mind paying attention and, you know, observing something that was an explosion every five seconds in the movie theater. No, I only watch Michael Bay films. You know Michael Bay. I is, only go to watch Michael. Bay. <laughs> he, he is the worst man. <laughs> Take that back. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I think he gets a little bit too much flack that he deserves. I, you know, 
His movies do well, and you can't argue with that. Yeah. Okay. So underrated picks. I uh, I do want to watch First Man, actually. I uh, I have seen most of Ryan Gosling's movies, I think. This is the most famous ones. But yeah, that one's that one hasn't been... I haven't seen it yet, is what I meant to say. I mean, he did have to go to space first to prepare for his part. As oh, naturally. No CGI in the film, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. actually there. Yeah. Yeah, just like Tobey Maguire when he, when he holds back the train. Yeah, I yeah, mean, that was no Michael stunt Jordan and, yeah. won three NBA championships very in order to prepare true. for his role in Space Jam. <laughs> so. Very true. Yes, exactly. Respect the work that actors put in, everybody. They're all mm. method actors. <laughs> they're all <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, exactly. Henry Cavill, he actually, actually killed that guy in Superman, in Man of Steel. I like how you went straight to death rather than he flew. Oh, <laughs> you know? oh, but like he I mean, murdered well, someone instead of like, he flew. You want me to say the big deal of the movie was that Henry Cavill fl- flies like, for a documentary? On. That's a big deal. That's true. <laughs> for for a doc- yeah, dude. For a- we have so many documentaries <laughs> on murder. <laughs> yeah, dude. We don't have any on flying. Nope, not a one. All right, what nice. is your most overrated movie? I I don't want to say. Oh, preface. Sorry, I want to preface this first. Overrated does not mean it's a bad movie. Yes. It just means that yes. the hype is too high. Yeah. And we need to calm down a bit. Just think about it for a second, people. So if I pick your movie, because I know a lot of you are going to hate mine in a minute, I still think it's a good movie. <laughs> but Lee, uh, continue. So as far as overrated movie, I would say... I tell you the truth you don't want to hear. You can like a bad movie. Just don't say it's good. What's well, a coming of age movie that you don't like? Coming of I age know you, movie. you don't like that. Do I haven't know? seen a lot of I feel like the only ones that I saw were like did really well. I can go I think it if you like. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, sorry, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Alright, so we'll move on then to overrated movies. If I had to pick my most overrated movie, and like I said earlier, you guys are gonna hate me. But I think you guys love this movie a little too much, and that's Megamind. <laughs> I, you have mentioned that once, and I forgot you thought that was overrated. People love that movie way too much. It's funny. It's funny. It's a good movie, but you act like it's the best DreamWorks movie there ever was. <laughs> it's not. That's fact. That is objectively factual. It is not the best movie that DreamWorks ever made. I can't believe it might be up there for the most watched movie that I watched in college. Is Megamind because people always want to watch that movie and it's not that good. I mean, it's funny, it's got his good part. Will Ferrell does a great job, same with Brad Pitt, but it's just not this holy grail animation movie that we need to put on the top. Now, remember, people, just because it's overrated doesn't mean it's bad. Calm down, but I think that's fair. This is a this isn't necessarily my pick, but I got that way with like Elf. Funny that's a it's a Will yes. Will Ferrell movie, but like everyone just like hope you find your dad. Like not funny when you say it. Not funny. Never was. It was funny for maybe when it first came out, but everyone's saying every Christmas, every holiday. In fact, three hundred sixty-five days a year. Bye, buddy. Hope you find your dad. Not funny. See, I think it's funny, but I don't think of the movie Elf when I hear the quote anymore because it's been just used so much. That's true. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, it's just so disassociated. It's like oh wow. Well, but yeah, okay. I put it in in Elf. Is in that same category with me with Megamind, where it's still a great movie, but well, let's calm down a bit, you know. Yeah, Elf got got a little bit, little bit overrated. Is that your most overrated movie? No, I would. That just made me think of it, um, but I do think it is. By the way, if we get twenty likes on our new 
uh, Instagram post that's coming out, we'll do a top 10 Christmas review at the end of the year. So <laughs> please like that. Were we not going to do that anyway? <laughs> they don't know that. <laughs> not asking for much here. <laughs> it's too easy to say the Fast and Furious movies. That's like not even a controversial. Those just, I just, I fall asleep. Yeah, I know you like them. <laughs> I think they're fun movies. But I agree, they're not the greatest movies. I don't think anyone that even enjoys them overrates them. I know, I don't think, I don't think people even enjoy them. I think they just... No, they enjoy them. Watch them because you like... I, I feel like, you're, are you even like... I think you get your right to vote revoked if you haven't seen Fast and Furious movies. I think there's something that happens to your citizenship or something as your status as like a, an American. If you've not seen one? If you haven't seen it. That's weird. Every stupid person. I'm joking. I was like, like every. I was like, man, well, you should remove that since you haven't seen all the Harry Potters. Then. That's uh, ooh, that's a good thought. Harry Potter. I uh, I'm not a biggest Harry Potter fan, but I'll um. In fact, he's a hater. Yeah, uh, sorry. You know who you are. I'm not I'm a fan about. either, though. But I'll go with uh, my pick for overrated movie, and I apologize. I had to give it a little bit of thought. For sure, Jumanji. Jumanji, like I, like I, okay, I, I see you right I now. see your face. I look, I see, I see the face you're making. So upset. And don't be upset. It's just like, first of all, every single Dwayne the Rock Johnson movie I've ever seen, he's wearing some crocodile hunter outfit in the middle of the jungle. Always, always. I swear he has it. Uh, he he must have like fifty of those brown double pocketed shirts. Was one of the earlier ones. They're insane. And to me, the jokes just were like. Like I, I love Jack Black, and I love Kevin Hart. It's just like none of the jokes were funny. It was too. It wasn't even like whimsical, but it like tried to be a whimsical fantasy kind of thing. Just and the the characters just were too stale in their character. Like I get they were supposed to be someone else for the whole movie, but like they struggled to do that. The whole time, Rock, the Rock, I felt like just like acted like himself, but got like a little embarrassed every once in a while. Now I know I'm not expecting Oscar-worthy performances from this movie. I just felt like it was not funny. I did not really like any of the characters. They were all kind of bums in the end, anyway. So I completely disagree. Dude, I disagree why? so why do you hard. Disagree, dude? I first off, I why? think it's one of the Rock's better acting performances better. look i don't want him to be a good actor i just want him to be interesting in a funny movie i think he does a good job at portraying a teenage boy like that's totally different than what he normally does and so i besides no, uh do not look me in the eye and say him being a teenage boy he is a teenage man in the rest of his movies <laughs> I just do not think look he me in the eye and say job different. at portraying a younger person jack black does phenomenal playing a teenage girl kills it kevin hart as well great character i don't know man that movie is funny the fact that they're in the video game and like have like different what is it characteristics for each of their character i think is hilarious and how you see all of their weaknesses there yeah you kind of see it coming in the movie but smolder oh dude smolder, smolder cake dude. dude i'm terrified of that dude smolder, that man. dude like what it probably took him two seconds to come up with their attributes <laughs> the cake one was the funniest one cake was not the funny and and by the way, I have seen the older one. I believe it was with Robin Williams. Yeah, completely different movie. Yeah, totally different movie. Uh, which was, uh, I would say that one, if memory serves me right, was a little better. Obviously, worse effects, worse CGI. Not as so much of a grand scale. It's the scale. 90s. The 90s. But yeah, dude. I think I laughed like once during all... Th- what, there's like two of them, right? Three. But, but, but I'm assuming we're just talking about the first one. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, the first one. Yeah. Was not... 
was so overrated, dude. I was like, I was sitting there, I was like, excited. I was like, oh, I remember the 90s. You know, they're remaking it. You know, I like Kevin Hart. I like Jack Black. How can they mess this up? And I was like, why am I bored? I've been bored for an hour and a half. It's insane. I'm curious now to see what the Rotten Tomatoes looks like on Jumanji. By the way, you're, you're entitled to your opinion. You can have it. That's fine. I just disagree. So, small let people know. Lee's okay to have his opinion. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 76, and the audience gave it an 87. So, I see why you think it's overrated. Why? Uh, there was... Why? Because I'm such an accomplished movie critic? No, no, because the, the scores were pretty high on it, so I could see how you thought maybe it was overhyped. 86 was pretty Rather. high. I was a little surprised by that. Um, I, I was actually... I was surprised by the um, critic score. Rather, I was too. I was, score. Yeah, usually critics don't like comedies that come out. But it was but, a good one, so I understand why. So. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so... Okay. Jumanji, overrated pick. I said what I said. That's what this episode's about. Hot takes. We all have them. That was yours. Mine's Megamind. I know that people are going mad at me about that one. Probably way more than they're going mad about you, so... Megamind is a very beloved film. I will say that. So, yeah. no, we all are entitled to our hot opinions. I do think mine's hotter, and so I'll get more flack. So, honestly, yours wasn't the hottest. All right, but now let's dive into some of yours. Our people who respond on our Instagram poll. And also let us know if you want us to do more of these. We'd love to, you know, hear what you guys think. For sure, there. for sure. But let's get right into it. All right. So the first one here, we're st- we'll start with an overrated because overrated ones are more fun. This one was from one of our viewers, and we're going to keep everyone anonymous for now. We didn't ask prehand if you wanted. Your name shouted out. Let us know in the future if you would like that. Just don't want to tell people who's listening for those who don't want to, because I know there's some people like that out there. Um, but my favorite one, I think, comment-wise, was Avatar. <laughs> in this one, this review is just so good. <laughs> this one, most overrated movie, Avatar. Either one, snooze fest, the both of them. <laughs> so aggressive, snooze fest. That's a little harsh. I could, I can see. I it. see it. I can I see, sure it see it for sure. Yeah. Um, I think the main thing with the Avatar movies is we hype up the CGI, but not necessarily the story. There, um, for sure. And we hype them up when they come out, and then after three years, everyone forgets about them until James Cameron comes back in the news for some reason, and then we're like, oh yeah, Avatar. Do or I, we want to talk about highest build of all time, then we talk about Avatar, but we never actually talk about the movie other than the CGI. Oh so. yeah, dude! Like, like, give me one Avatar quote. I dare you, without googling it. Give me one, one memorable quote from that, one memorable line from those, uh, from either of those movies. I see you. Yeah. Easy one. Good Got one. it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I bet you guys forgot that one. You're lucky. Ethan's a genius and could remember that actually. But no, I think I think there was actually someone else who put this as their overrated movie and. I, I can see it is overrated. Yeah. I still think they're good movies. Like I enjoy the Avatar movies. Um, CGI is phenomenal, but they are long, and you're mainly there for the CGI. So yeah. I, I could see how people definitely think this movie's overrated. Basically, a Pocahontas remake, which is a Dances with Wolves remake. So thank you, Kevin Costner. Sorry for the slander from the last episode. <laughs> Kevin, we love you. Um, so let's go underrated by the same viewer. They said most underrated movie. Happy Gilmore, it's just wholesome. Happy, it's just wholesome. I, are you too good for your home? And I'm going to put this with the... I, I agree. I think it is underrated, but I'm starting to think that like Adam Sandler movies are just becoming more underrated in general. I feel like people are like, oh, it's just an Adam Sandler film, but they haven't really seen all of them. They've only seen like one that they probably only saw Grown Ups too, there and didn't like it. Yeah, that's probably true. I, uh, I, I wonder if it's that thing because like... I, 
I feel like, for example, like things that are funny, like I see this on TikTok all the time. Like I swear half of TikTok is just some snippet of some cartoon that came out 20 years ago. And we knew it was funny back then. Like there's so many like so many pages that are just big because they repost like Family Guy and South Park and like Simpson and SpongeBob clips. And it's like maybe you just appreciate it more now. You didn't really realize it was funny when you were first watching it. Because I feel like Adam Sandler movies, you know, it's pretty toilet humor. You know, it's not like they're, you yeah, know, they're, they're pretty childish. Right? Majority and, of them, for sure. Yeah, and I don't, I don't expect everyone to, you know, say that they're they're favorites or you know that they're these great, you know, rewatchable, always go back to Happy Gilmore kind of thing. But um, but they make you feel good, they make you laugh, and I think uh, nowadays, oddly enough, some of the humor hasn't aged poorly either. Um, like Adam Sandler just has funny moments. Like in Happy Gilmore, funny moments, and they most of his movies, especially in Happy Gilmore, they they usually have like a a good, rewarding ending at the end. Yeah, there's a wholesome. There's there's a barely, but there's a plot, and they stick to it, and they write it out to the end, and it usually makes you feel good after ninety minutes. I think they're good movies that like it's like Thursday night. You don't really want to like you just want to watch something, put something on the TV. Like yeah. Adam Sandler movies are good for that. Let's get Not into some bad other. Picks. Not bad picks. Yeah, I I agree with both of those. Uh, there. Let's get into some other takes here. This one that I'm going to pull up here is a juicy one. Juicy, you say? Spewing everywhere. Okay, well, I'm going to cut that out. <laughs> okay. All right, this one. Overrated. Inception. <laughs> Dude, I forgot. We were going through these, and you're like, someone said, and then you're like, multiple people actually said Inception, dude. You people don't know anything. You don't know what you're talking about. How could you even think that? Do you have two brain cells? Is one of them broken, dude? How can you not? How could? It's insane. It's absolutely insane. Overrated? I agree. Overrated. I agree. You agree? I think it's overrated. Oh, no. <laughs> Now, now, don't get me wrong. Overrated does not mean it's not a great movie. Yeah, how could I forget my own? How could we forget our own preface that we put up there? Like, it's still a good movie. I would recommend this movie. Who anyone who hasn't seen it absolutely needs to watch Inception there. But I think a lot of people think it's Christopher Nolan's best film, and that's why I think it's overrated. I don't think it's his best. What film. do you think is his best film? Um, the two that come to mind, which some other people have. One of them as overrated as well. So maybe people are just thinking Christopher Nolan's a little overrated. Wow. But you, you animals, um, of course, you I think the best uncultured one uncultured animals. The Dark Knight, I think, is his best one. Um, can't, can't, it's hard to argue that. Yeah. And then for me, Interstellar is number two, which other people said was overrated as well, probably for the exact same reason. Wow. There is a lot of Christopher Nolan here. That's great. That's crazy. I mean, I feel like every movie that comes out with his, they're expecting just to be like, great bangers and so i can kind of see their point of view it was like they do generate a ton of hype like i don't think i saw an Oppenheimer commercial but that movie was everywhere on everyone's mind <laughs> they get a ton of hype so but they're great movies still like it's a it needs to come down a little bit for me but it's still an s tier movie Dang. i just think some people try to put it in a double s category now i I can agree that his movies get a ton of hype and I can see where you're like perhaps expecting a bit too much and then you go to see it. Now, I would say things like Inception and Interstellar, I would probably say to get the full feel, you probably have to be in a movie theater, which sounds obvious, but not. I feel like not all movies are like that. I feel like some movies you can enjoy at home just as fine, but I feel like in a in a movie theater, 
you like hear and feel that you're in a Christopher Nolan movie. And like walking out Inception was uh, quite a, a unique experience that I wish I could do. I wish I could uh, have again in my life. So I can see the th- interesting remembering in the theater. I do think is different. I didn't see either of them in the theater. I never. I didn't see Interstellar in the theater. I was uh, I was uh, away. But I can see that having a difference. I think partly of this opinion is, and why I think Interstellar I like more than Inception, and why I think Interstellar or Inception's a little overrated. It's just a harder rewatch for me. Do you watch it? Of course, you watch it the first like three times to like try and understand it, but then after that you're like, oh, I get it, and That's you don't fair. want to go back to yeah. it. Yeah, Interstellar does have a bit of a more, I guess, logical plotline. Not logical, but like a bit more of a less like confusion i would say because inception you're like i'm following but we're you know your your slideshow's gone a little too fast professor i I can't keep up with the note taking so it's uh i can see that but uh i'm just surprised at all the chris there's i guess there's a lot of chris nolan picks in here yeah and i think i think it's just because the hypes are so big like death still great movies like phenomenal movies don't want to just you know take anything away from christopher nolan but I think it's just like some, everyone has their fan bases. And so I think yeah. the fan base on Inception is still holding on to it. Yeah. Um, and then an underrated movie here. I'll have you go through this one. Ooh. Oh, no. Okay. Because I, have, I haven't heard of this movie or seen this, but I know you've seen part of it. So. Oh, right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we were talking about this earlier. Uh, Amadeus won like tons of Oscars, but I feel like I don't know many people who've seen it. Now, that's fair. Granted, it came out like 30 years ago. See, oh my gosh, like 40 years ago, back in the 80s. Holy cow. Not that I'm like a workaholic. I'm not. I'm pretty lazy, actually. But I I do want to finish Amadeus. In fact, I'm actually in the middle of it. <laughs> it was kind of funny that, that that was like the coincidence. And I, uh, I normally don't like to finish movies, but just things, or don't like to leave movies unfinished. I, I actually kind of hate that. But life, work balance, you know, gets in the way sometimes. But the, uh, but yeah, Amadeus. Now, I'm going to compare this movie that most people haven't seen, like they were saying, to another movie that most people probably haven't seen either. Uh, there's a re- recent Kate Blanchett movie called Tar. And I guess almost a similar premise. Uh, this this classical music composer uh, living in Germany. Um, and I'm like, this is like the most posh, high society, snobby movie, movie premise actress that I could think of. And I was like, it was okay. Tar was okay. And I expected that going into Amadeus. And I was so surprised how much I was enjoying <laughs> Amadeus. Uh, I know, I think it won eight Oscars and was nominated for a few other um, categories. For one of the lead guy uh, who plays, uh, yeah, one of the lead guys that plays Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart, learned to play piano for the role. And so I, I believe a lot of the scenes where he is playing piano is actually him uh and of course you know hard to duplicate you know the artistic brilliance of of Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart but yeah actor actually learned piano um and then the it's got some cool themes that it handles from this interesting character in history that you kind of forget you know you just you just know about him from like you know high school or middle school whatever you just know he wrote some nice songs but a, a cool a cool biopic for sure on him on uh, themes that he deals with, struggles that you know I think are relatable even to this day. Oddly enough, now granted, I do think Hollywood uh, has the people that vote for the Oscars, uh, the Academy. I don't know. 
the academy. Yeah. yeah, the yeah the academy. I for sure think they do have this bias towards period pieces. You know, like in you know Victorian area, you know older Europe, Renaissance era kind of things. I do think for sure that there is there there is that bias that a lot of those people that decide who wins Oscars have. Um, I think that's been evident in the past. I think the King's Speech won. Granted, yeah, like I said, you know, similar thing. Not that it's a bad movie, but I think I think people were upset that King's Speech won Oscar when there were other movies that people thought were better. So I think that is a real thing, uh, a bit of that bias. But yeah, I was surprised how much I was enjoying Amadeus. So I can see if something like sweeps at the Oscars and you're like, did nothing else come out? Did it just win by default? I can see that thing. But uh, but yeah, Amadeus was um, is good. Good movie, I'd say. Yeah, I haven't seen it, but I could definitely see how it's like underrated because like I think a lot of people just don't like that watching those time periods, or at least yeah. the majority of audiences, but I feel like there is some definitely great writing in there and great acting in there. Uh, that definitely goes unappreciated. All right, let's go back to an overrated one here. A couple people put this one, and I believe they're talking about the most recent one that came out, um, The Batman. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. This one to me, I am shocked that a couple people put this at overrated. I just want to know who, who you've been talking overrated. to. I know. I feel <laughs> you, like they it. must be around some people who like absolutely love this movie and like bring it up all the time because like that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, <laughs> it's a great movie that I think people forgot even came out just last year. Yeah, twenty two. Yeah, I think yeah. it seems like it's been forever ago. I feel like you don't hear much about it again. Besides that, it's a separate from the DCU rebuild. I think it's like. The only thing I really hear about it, I mean, it was a good movie. I enjoyed it, but I, I personally don't think it's overrated just because I, I don't feel like there's much commotion about it. Yeah, it was, uh, I feel like it, it somehow got lumped into, you know, I think it came out at like the tail end of, which I think we're still in, of, you know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe and all the all the nonsense they put out for over a decade. And I don't know, maybe people were like excited that it was a not Marvel movie, that was a darker movie. You know, Batman's kind of like how he gets started. Robert Pattinson, who I think is a good actor. I can't really think of people that were like dying to see it. I think people, some people were just excited. So I'm surprised overhyped. Gotcha. And look, it's so hard to beat The Dark Knight, right? Well, this one, they focus more on like the detective aspect. Oh, for sure. Yeah, no, yeah. Like it was action. it wasn't like the action, the superhero. I just like, a, I wonder if people like, think you know you you just can't help but compare it to you know the christopher nolan dark knight right fair and so kind of like you know like avatar like the last airbender is you know this magnum of this masterpiece and cora well not bad just can't live up to what avatar last airbender was so maybe that kind of thing is why they're overhyped that that could be it too i could also it's interesting because i was watching um one of my favorite youtubers sean chandler talks about movies way too much um and a lot of people, when he was like reviewing people's DCU hot takes, there was like a few that put that this movie was overrated. And I was like, oh, I just wonder if there is like maybe a following of this movie that I'm not, I'm not aware of there that's really hyping this movie up still there. So maybe I'm just not in the audience. Maybe, yeah, I get maybe it had its target audience, but. Or maybe I'm not yeah. around people who are in that audience. So. Because like you said, it wasn't even part of like another. You know, cinematic universe they were starting right. It was kind of a stand. It felt like and complete still standalone. Like, yeah, like yeah, the totally Joker. Standalone. Complete standalone. Yeah, because that was the only other one that was related to write the Joker. Or no, not even then. weren't those? Aren't they're those completely th- independent movies. Yeah, they're too. Yeah, not even that and the Joker are connected. Yeah, so. But 
yeah, maybe I'm just missing. I, th- I think that's probably what it is. I think I'm just missing the audience that is really talking about this. I guess some yeah. people are really hearing it. So I feel like our manager talked about it a lot, and that was about it. It wasn't even that much. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, underrated movie that I like that this person, um, some of the, I mean, multiple people put the Batman, but one underrated person, a movie that someone also chose the Batman for, uh, but underrated they chose Soul, which I agree with. I uh, I want to see Soul. I do. I, you haven't uh, seen it yet. I have not seen Soul. And you'd like Soul. I think this is actually a kids movie you'd like. Yeah. Okay. I uh, it looked cool, I, and shame on me. I um you know, I think as of late I'm not excited about Pixar's you know Disney animation kind of movies like things that are coming out. But uh, Soul, I I would like to see Soul. But uh, you said that was their underrated. Yeah, and I and I completely agree. I think the reason is partially underrated is because it was like the first Pixar movie that was solely released on Disney Plus. Um, oh, that's right. Okay. Which now is more of the normal, so I think people are prepared for it now. Yeah. But I think it's underrated partially because of that. Um, but to me, it's right up there with like Coco. I feel like how good it is. Really? Yeah, okay. Soul is really good. Another voice of reason. All right, let's take some more looks on some of your guys' takes. All right. Let's get to this one. Overrated movie. They said the Mario movie. It was fun and good, but overhyped. I agree. I 100% agree. I, I had, when I, I first read sure this, agree. I had to humble myself. I was like, what are you talking about? This movie was great. But I uh, just love Mario. Yeah. Which, nothing wrong with that, right? You know, it's not like, you know, Mario's this very in-depth, lots of complexities character. It's just, it's a, it's like three pixels that jumps around a game from the 80s, right? So. But. Yeah. Now, I do still think it is a good movie. Uh, a great movie, actually. But I agree the hype was more than it is we do have to remember it's still a kids movie the story's not that developed or you know in depth there but it's just a fun movie and i think this person captured it well it was fun and good but overhyped yeah no i think i think that dude that's not that's not even a hot take that is just a fact objective 100 percent certified fact so but I can see people coming to his throat. So that was, <laughs> I mean, I was one of them until I humbled myself. <laughs> so. <laughs> we all, we all need to humble. I'm sure I'll, I hopefully we get to another pick that uh, humbles me too. But yeah, totally agree with the Mario movie. Their underrated one though was Dune Part One. They said excellent sci-fi movie with world building comparable to Lord of the Rings. Underrated. And I definitely think this movie was something that came up and people talked about it. And then people haven't talked about it since we saw the new trailer of Dune True trailer. No, it's a little hard to follow. Um, I think because it's such in-depth world building. But I, I'm surprised they would say underrated. I feel like every person that went to it thought it was good. Um, I think maybe in that uh, genre, like this, you know, this grandiose sci-fi epic, right? Because like really, I feel like as far as things like that go, you don't have a ton to compare it to. Except things like Star Wars and you know, like Lord of the Rings, not sci-fi, but same kind of thing. And I'm sure that's what they were going for. I think that's what uh, Denis Villeneuve is going for, the director for sure. But it's, um, I think some people said it was a little, you know, maybe a little slow. That was about it. I think this movie is going to remain underrated until Dune until Part Two. Until Dune Part Two, Come yeah. Because I think that's what everything's going to I think that's exactly together. what this person is saying. Is like, yeah. This movie was mostly just world bent or world building. Hundred percent. Like, yeah. we were promised Zendaya, and we got her for like ten minutes. Yeah, dude, we got Zendaya with like blue contact lessons in like the last thirty seconds of the movie. Like, come on. And then, 
this this entire movie was just world building. Yeah. Very, and I, I think their comparison is really good to like Lord of the Rings. Like the first Lord of the Rings is world building. I think it has a better adventure to that's easier to follow compared yeah. to Dune. I think the world. I think Lord of the Rings is the masterpiece for a reason. And I don't even. I haven't even read the books. Um, but yeah, it's. Um, I can see where they're coming from, and it makes it, it for sure makes sense. But I, I think it will have to remain like underrated until Dune Part Two, because I yeah. feel like now we're finally in the thick of it. Now we're finally going to get stuff, and I think that'll change people's minds a lot on Dune what, Part One. Yeah, hopefully. I really like the director that does that. I think he does other cool movies. So, so. thank you though for your opinions. There, that was good. Um, let's go over a couple more. We got some time here. All right overrated movie and i don't even know if you've seen this movie but i have uh sleepless in seattle nothing oh. happens they meet in the last minute of the movie <laughs> i i have not seen sleepless in seattle i uh is is that true do they meet in the last minute of the movie they, they do meet towards the end there so i can see their frustration i do think people this is one another case if it's a good movie but people pick this as their favorite like rom-com movie or like romance movie and it's got great actors in there. Um, so I believe Sandra Bullock is the main role. And I want to say it's Tom Hanks is the second lead, but I could be incorrect. So let me just check real quick. Oh, sorry. I apologize. I was completely wrong. It's Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. There's another movie similar that um, Sandra Bullock's in, but it's uh, Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. And I, I agree, though. I have I still have seen this movie. It's been a while, though, but people still pick it as their favorites, and I think they need to go back and rewatch it and rewatch some other rom-coms as well. Interesting. Okay. So. Let us know if you want a rom-com tier list. I hate rom-coms, but I'll suffer through it if you guys want me to. Big great li- tier list for me. I'm personally better in that department than some <laughs> other movies, so let us know if you want those ones. I do like their underrated pick, Your Name. I think it's a movie non-animators would like, but they won't try it. And I think they nailed it right on the head. It's a movie that anime people think is an anime film and that they if you only like anime you'll like this. And I think this is the complete exception to every anime film. I think your name is just beautiful, great story to follow. If anything, it will get you into anime. I'd say it's the gateway kind of into anime gateway. if you're it's not the into weed it. of anime. And it doesn't have like the like intense like action sequences that most animes have. So, I completely agree. This movie, more people need to know about and more need, people need to see. I personally have not seen it. I've heard the same thing about your name. And I, I just, uh, for me, anime just feels a little overwhelmed to get into because it's all like the the action and the cheesy one-liners and the fan service and all that. But if, uh, um, if it's got a great story, then I think any great story is worth listening to. And uh, if that's the point, then I think that's even more impressive. So, I uh, thank you for that pick. So yeah, thanks for that. I I agree. Out of all the ones that I've read, that's the most underrated. I think that's the most underrated one here personally. All right, and so for our last one, the most controversial one by far. By far. Yeah, I think this person. Inception really hit me hard, man. I don't know if I can handle it anymore. This person needs to rethink their takes to the movies. To be fair, I've not seen this movie, so I'll take this off the grain of salt here. <laughs> I haven't seen it, but um, be, so I'm sorry. But uh Paddington 2. Paddington 2 is so overrated it pains me. A clueless bear wanders around for two hours. 
Now, like I said, I have not seen this movie for this to see either. It just breaks my heart. I, I've seen Pedro Pascal and Nicolas Cage after they've seen it. Right, yeah, if you've ever watched The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, Pedro Pascal's character picks this as his third favorite movie, and Nick Cage can't believe him, so they go back and watch it, and Nicolas Cage is in tears. Yeah. And the fact that you said this is overrated takes that moment away from me, from a different movie. Do you know how influential of a movie you have to be to influence another movie that influenced me? That's insane. Absolutely insane hot take. Now, I understand. Cold like, take, even. Frigid. Frozen. Ice. Like I said, we you haven't seen this either, right? No, yeah, I've never seen it yet. No. It has a 99 on Rotten Tomatoes. That's, I forgot about that. I, <laughs> Nick, if you're listening, we haven't forget how you always brought up that the Paddington's were absolutely perfect on Rotten Tomatoes. The audience scores an 88, which is surprisingly way lower. I mean, that's a, I mean, it's not a huge gap, but I thought the audience would be closer to the 90s too, you know? <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, you'd, you'd think. And it's not like it's not lacking reviews. So, like I said, I've never seen this movie. Uh, you're probably right, though. Like, <laughs> probably it's just a bear <laughs> yeah. going through the life. Although, yeah. I watched the trailer, and it's like, it seems just like that. And then all of a sudden, it gets really intense and about a book thief. So, I'm curious about this movie. It's one that I've had on my list just because it has a 99. I don't even know if I want to watch the first Paddington. I think I just want to watch Paddington, too. Oh, yeah, I'm skipping the first one for yeah. sure. Yeah. But, so your opinion, we will... Uh, it hurts my other movie tastes and the unbearable weight of massive talent and my good friend Nick's jokes. But you might be right. We'll have to find out and we'll let you know next time. We'll let you know. Yeah, we, we know who you are, by the way. These were not anonymous. So, Oh, one more hot take. This one I'm going to call this person out. I know we're keeping this anonymous. Ashley Burke says, hot take, staying awake during movies, overrated. I did read that. Ashley, we love you. We hope you're listening. We love you, Ashley. Let us know when you're ready to watch a movie. We'll make sure you stay awake. Please, anything. Pre-workout, crack, we'll give it to you. We just want you to stay awake in the theater, dude. Please. But Thanks so much for tuning in for this episode. Let us know if you think if you want us to do more things like this or have different ideas, hit us up on Instagram. We're looking to hear from you. Thanks so much and enjoy.